Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely wonderful day today. Hope you guys had a great weekend and enjoyed the Hagman Show on Friday. Doug and I went into detail on a lot of different topics. It was a great show, actually. And one thing I want to start off with this morning here, if people did not already realize how dangerous and aggressive and how idiotic the green plan is that they've been trying to implement. If people have not realized how much control the federal government is trying to put over your heads, if people have not realized what is actually happening, I think Texas got a lot of people's attention last week. I told you guys my brother-in-law lives over there, and it's it's been a catastrophe from the very beginning of the situation. And... Now we're finding out, and I just got the article this morning, a lot of people have basically been sending this out now. What happened was not only completely planned, they set up Texas and punished Texas for what happened last week. Now, people have been asking me, Austin, what do you think about weather warfare, this and that? I talked about on the show last Friday. I talked about on the Hagman Show. I've told you my stance on that. I'm sure Dad also has some more information. He will touch base on that. But, yes, it's very real. There's no question about it. Do I think there was some type of weaponized warfare as far as when it comes to the weather in Texas? Absolutely. But on top of what we do know now for a fact – is that the emergency order from the Biden administration Department of Energy shows Texas Energy Grid operator ERCOT was instructed to stay within green energy standards by purchasing energy from outside of the state and throttling power right before the weather hit. ERCOT was readying gas utilities for preparation for demand surge, meaning Texas – being that they're so self-sufficient, knew what they already had coming. They saw this storm coming. They knew this attack was coming, basically, in my opinion, from a weaponized standpoint from the weather. They started to get everything throttled up. There's the article from February 12th from Greg Abbott basically discusses how ERCOT already had generators, already had all this stuff in place, including going to be throttling up gas. But then the acting energy secretary David Hunzinga, that Biden put in place, did not waive environmental restrictions to allow for maximum energy output. Instead, they ordered ERCOT to utilize all resources in order to stay within acceptable emission standards, including purchasing energy from outside the state. They go on to say here in the statement, to minimize adverse environmental impacts, this order limits operation of dispatched units to the times within the parameters determined by ERCOT for liability purposes. Moreover, the order instructs an incremental amount of restricted capacity be sold to ERCOT at a price no lower than $1,500 per megawatt an hour. Did you see what I said? $1,500. That is a six thousand percent increase over normal prices which are usually around eighteen dollars and twenty cents megawatt per hour they raised up six thousand percent intentionally to freeze out 
Texas intentionally to cause them to have a massive failure in the power grid. And then they could say, oh, oh, this, this is what happens. You know, this is why you need to go green. This is why you need to listen and be prepared so you follow all the rules. The executive order shows the Biden administration ordered ERCOT to throttle its energy output by forcing it to comply with environmental green energy standards while knowing full well Texans could freeze to death in their homes with zero electricity as temperatures plunged in the single digits. And now there's multiple articles online all over the place. Even NBC brought it up. People are having electric bills now, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars in Texas. Not joking. I mean, I'm talking literally five digit electric bills now because of what happened and because of what this complete and total steaming pile of feces clown in the White House that is nothing more than a mere puppet that everybody is using now to basically completely and totally go in and ruin this country from the inside out. So all that being said, my Texas friends, my Texas listeners, my Texas family, now is the time to stand up. I think this has gotten everybody's attention, as should it have gotten the entire country's attention, that we are not going to comply with green deals. We are not going to comply with green regulations. And it is time that America becomes self-sufficient in every way and stop following unbelievably deadly orders from idiots in office like this clown that basically is running the um, – the, uh, Energy, energy department, energy secretary. This is no more, guys. This cost a lot of people their lives in Texas. This caused a huge infrastructure failure, and this is going to have monumental effects that are going to continue to go on for months and months and months, especially as Texas residents try to figure out how to pay down these eight, nine, ten thousand dollar electric bills already in the middle of an economic depression that was directly caused by the last individual in office and the shutting down of a country by a couple of bumbling buffoons like Fauci and Bill Gates who have no legal business telling the country what they can and can't do. Yet people just continue to comply with whatever they're told like good little peasants. What do you think about this that's happening in Texas? Well, I think the people in Texas, the people who were in the administration as far as the energy control people should have ignored the orders coming in from David Anzinga. I, I think they should, they should, they should have said, no, we're not going to do this. This is stupid. We're not going to allow ourselves to be frozen out. They have literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of frozen pipes now. And remember, when water freezes, it expands and it cracks the pipes. And when that happens, when they try to turn the water back on, you got leaks everywhere, including leaks in your house, leaks in your roof, leaks in your floor, leaks under your slab, leaks, leaks, leaks. And it's going to take a long time if they even have enough plumbers to get it done in a reasonable amount of time to fix this mess. I mean, it's because they, they literally lost millions and millions and millions of gallons of fresh water because what happened is they just didn't even have any idea that, you know, they were have this much, this many problems. I don't believe that. I think that's a lie. I think the people at the highest levels of the administration in Texas, I think they should be terminated. I think you should be putting patriots who are qualified in those positions so this never happens again. I think that the governor of the state of Texas needs to declare an executive order rendering these doggone utility charges basically null and void. He could do that. He could just say, no, we're not going to do that. We're being extorted. This is not legal. We're not going to do this. And basically not pay the money 
to these other utility companies which were supplying Texas the energy. See, Texas is not generally connected into the utility grid. They have their own power. They have their own windmills. They have their own gas-generated power. They've got coal. They've got all kinds of stuff going in there. This did not have to happen. They could have spooled it up. In I, I, Back in college, I took a course in basic utilities management, and it dealt with power, coal, electrical, all this other kind of stuff. And what was interesting about the course is I learned a lot about utility management in one of the classes that we were that we took. It was specifically almost called spinning reserve. And here's what that means. If you have, let's say, 100,000 units of X of power going into the grid that requires the company to basically maintain that power, but you're only using 70,000 of those particular you know, units of energy at any given time, you have what's called, you know, 30,000, you know, you know, what's called spinning reserve. Now, this spinning reserve is there exactly for what just happened in Texas. So in the event that you have a massive draw on the electrical grid, it picks up and the spinning reserve takes it. If they know in advance they have an Arctic front coming in, they know that the ice in the clouds has been nucleated. They know they're going to have ice that doesn't want to melt at 32 degrees. I had a friend of mine from the Midwest. His name is Don, and he's an electrical engineer. The guy's absolutely brilliant, and he also manufactures equipment. He repaired one of the trucks for spraying the de-icing on the airplanes in his major airport close to him, and this truck heats this de-icing fluid to 180 degrees and we posted it on our st brower instagram account and they took the truck over at 180 degrees and sprayed the icing on the airplanes and the ice would not melt yeah that's that's how nuts this whole thing is with the ice nucleation in fact the plane was grounded because they could not get the ice off the wings and i've told you guys before you have ice on the wings it's the curvature of the wing that creates a vacuum above the airplane which causes the majority of the lift on a plane and if the curvature of the wing is not properly curved because it has ice layers on it it can't produce the amount of lift it needs it's extremely dangerous for that plane to fly that's why they have to basically de-ice the wings before they fly but the ice wouldn't melt on the wings at 180 degrees this solvent that was being put onto this airplane to melt the ice would not melt the ice that's nuts guys so yes we have weather warfare we have all of this stuff happening the old technology was harp and it could still be used but there are harp stations all over the world that basically use ionosphere heaters is what they are, which are multidirectional antennas, which basically encompass what's called scalar technology. I've talked to you guys that about that about depth that uses they work as a microwave to heat up pockets of the upper ionosphere to steer storms. And this is old technology. It's been around for a long, long time. And then they can put ice nucleation into the clouds using the geoengineering, which makes you have massive precipitation. It makes the clouds freeze at a much higher temperature than they should, and they can cause massive snowstorms and massive ice storms that don't melt because of the nucleation. Dane Whittington talks about this in depth on his website, Geoengineering. But again, we have to ask ourselves a question. Who's doing this and why is this doing it? You have to ask yourself, who's involved in all of this? Well, it was interesting yesterday. I'm going to do a little scripture verse here for you today. Well, I was in church yesterday, and the pastor was talking about this, and it was very well tied together. I mean, he didn't do what I did today, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it anyhow. It was when Jesus healed the paralytic. It's, it's, a, it's in the book of Luke five seventeen to 26, and it says, On one of those days when he was teaching, 
the Pharisees, these are the guys who had Jesus crucified. These are the ones who he said were the, basically the synagogue of Satan, who were the children of the devil. They were sitting there while he was teaching. Basically, they had come to every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal. And behold, some men were bringing on a bed, a, a man on a bed who was paralyzed, and they were trying to bring him to Jesus, but they couldn't do it. So they actually dug through a roof that was made out of dirt, and they lowered him down to be healed. Now, Jesus saw this, and then he said, man, your sins are forgiven you. Jesus says this to the man on the, on the mat. Now, listen very carefully. I'm going to teach you guys something today. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, saying, remember, they're mad now. Who is this who speaks blasphemies, who can forgive sins but God alone? Now, they're getting really mad at him because he said that. Then Jesus perceived their thoughts, and he answered them, Why do you question your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or you say, rise up and walk? Now, listen to this. This, this is pretty much one of, one of the things that got him crucified with what he says right now. But that you may know, here he goes, that the Son of Man has authority. He's calling himself the Son of Man, has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who is, par- who is paralyzed, I say to you, rise up, pick up your bed, and go home. And immediately he rose up before them, and he picked up his bed, and he was glorifying God. Now, the people there were amazed. The Pharisees were incensed. They were unbelievably angry. Why were they so angry? Here's why. In the book of Daniel, Daniel's vision of the Ancient of Days. Now, I want you to read. I want you to read this to you. Daniel 7, 13. As for the rest of the beasts, their dominion was removed, but there were granted an extension of life for a season at a time. Verse 13. Here's, here, listen to this. In my vision in the night, I continued to watch, and I saw one like the Son of Man <laughs> coming with the clouds of heaven, and he approached the Ancient of Days, which is God, and he was led into his presence. And he was given dominion and glory and kingship that every people of every nation or language should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. So when Jesus quoted from the book of Daniel and said, so that you will know that the son of man has the ability to forgive sins, he declared himself this son of man in the book of Daniel, who was appointed by the ancient of days. It flipped out the Pharisees. They went nuts because they were afraid they were going to lose their ruling standing. They were going to lose their high place in the temple, and they were going to lose their ability to control the people of Israel because many of these guys were still practicing the ancient Canaanite religions and sacrificing humans. You say, well, why would you say that? Well, stay with me for a second. In the book of Enoch, chapter 46, okay, now remember, this was in the original Bible, the Catholic Church took it out in 326, it's still considered an apocryphal text in the Ethiopian Bible. You can decide if you want to make it apocryphal or not, your choice. I'm not getting involved in that conversation. It says, verse 1, And there I saw one who had a head of days, we're talking about the Ancient of Days, about God Almighty, and his head was white like wool, and with him was another being whose countenance had the appearance of a man and his face was full of graciousness like one of the holy angels. This ties back to Daniel 7, 9, Daniel 7, 13, Daniel 7, 12, Revelation 1, 13 through 16. And then I asked the angel who went with me and showed me all of the hidden things concerning the Son of Man 
who he was and whence he was and why he went with the head of days, the ancient of days. And he answered and he said unto me, this is the son of man who hath righteousness with whom dwelleth righteousness and who revealeth all the treasures of what which is hidden because the Lord of spirits, Holy Spirit, as far as this is interpretation, has chosen him and a lot hath preeminence before the Lord of spirits forever and ever. Ties together with Isaiah 32.1, Jeremiah 23.5.6, Jeremiah 33.14, Psalm 72.7, Ephesians 3.8-11, 1 Corinthians 2-7. And this son of man, who thou hast seen, shall raise up the kings and the mighty from their seats and the strong from their thrones and shall loosen the reins of the strong and break the teeth of the sinners. So here we are basically saying that the ancient of days in the book of Enoch and the ancient of days in the book of Daniel is the being God Almighty, the God the Father, who basically put Jesus in the place that he did. And so when... <laughs> When Jesus said this in Luke, he flipped out the Pharisees. When Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them. He says, why do you question your hearts, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or you say, rise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And see, and this is what we have as far as a prophecy about who Jesus was and who he said he is and who he is. And so that's what we need to understand. And now also, let me share some one other thing to you. A lot of people keep pushing the rapture, rapture theology, rapture theology, rapture theology to me. Now, if you read Matthew 24, 40, it says, And they were oblivious until the flood came and swept them away. So will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. This has nothing to do with the rapture. This is the coming of the Son of Man. This is the end time. This is when Jesus comes back. The rapture is not included in this verse whatsoever. The word rapture is not even mentioned in the New Testament. It says, two men will be in the field and one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill and one will be taken and the other left. Now, where are they being taken to? They're taking the judgment. That's what this means. It has nothing to do with the rapture of the church, but it's always misquoted. It's always misquoted. So how do we know when this is going to happen? Now, stay with me again. This is important. So when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation, spoken through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Now, some of this basically also in court is interpreting and basically talking about what was going to happen to the temple and how the Jewish people were going to be scattered. But it also talks about what will happen when Jesus comes back. And it, goes, and it says, if those days have not been cut short, no one will survive for the sake of the elect. Those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone... It says to you, look, here's the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it, for false messiahs and prophets will come. So if anyone tells you, there he is in the wilderness, do not go out, because basically it will not be him. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. So this is what's going to happen. They will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and all the peoples of the glory in the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and glory. It's the same thing it just said from the prophet Daniel, he's basically prophesied what is going to be on the last days. But I want you to look at this abomination that causes desolation. What you need to understand, if you look at what it means for the abomination that causes desolation, a lot of people think it had to do with the temple. A lot of people believe it also involves the end time. But remember, the term abomination is the Hebrew word for T-O-E-V-A-H and S-I-Q-Q-U-S. It appears more than a 100 times in the Old Testament. 
It includes sins like adultery, homosexuality, and bestiality. However, more often through the Bible, abomination refers to major covenant violations, especially in idolatries. Historical books, abomination, always describes, listen, idolatry with child sacrifice. Whoa. That's what we have going on right now. A million kids missing every single year in the United States, all over the world. We never know what happens to them. It was exactly what was going on with Jeffrey Epstein. It was what was going on with that temple, I believe, on his island. We don't know. We weren't there. I'm speculating at this point. But we have some really weird stuff that happened. You can look at Deuteronomy 725, 13, 6 through 16, 7, 2 through 5. 18, 9 through 12, 27, 15, 32, 60, and see the child sacrifice. Also in 1 Kings 11, 7, 2 Kings 23 through 13. I've covered this in depth when I talked about ancient Canaanite religions. And now we are seeing these sins of homosexuality, bestiality, and child sacrifice through abortion, guys. You can't walk away from this in huge numbers all over the world. So Jesus learned very quickly that these ruling leaders who were the satanic group, these synagogue of Satan group, the ones whose father was the devil, were ruling the planet at that point as far in Judea, outside of what was going on with the Roman world. But there in Israel, they were running everything. And he realized that when he criticized them, he was going to have a problem. He knew this, but he didn't care because he came because he knew he was going to be sacrificed. But here's what's interesting. We have to look at these people now in Hollywood. Look at Daily Mail. The Mandalorian star Gina Carano says the bullying Disney wanted her gone before she was canceled for her right-wing views. She was basically talking about the Jews who were persecuted in Germany and how the neighbors and even children were beating them up, which helped to single them out as far as when they came to take them away. She spoke about true events that happened in Germany. She's now considered an anti-Semite. She could not criticize the national narrative of what was going on. Otherwise, she will be destroyed, just like what happened to Bill Gibson. So find out who you can't criticize, and you'll find out, who actually is running and pulling the strings everywhere. Now, also, on Saturday Night Live this past week, this is another interesting story because a lot of you guys don't watch Saturday Night Live, neither do I, but one of their comedians came out and said, hey, look, you know, the Jews in Israel have basically <laughs> vaccinated half of their population. Guess which half weren't vaccinated? He was talking about the Palestinians and the Arabs, and he was just joking about it. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, did he get slammed. Now, all kinds of anti-defamation folks have come out now and said, you can't do this, you can't talk about this, you can't say this. And, of course, that his name is Michael Chi. And he is slammed for anti-Semitic joke about Israel, always back, already vaccinating half of his population. Again, Michael Chi made the offending quip during last week's weekend update. Israel is reporting that they've vaccinated half of their population. And I'm going to guess it's the Jewish half, he said, quote, unquote, which to be quite frankly, is pretty funny. Outraged viewers flocked to Twitter to accuse Chi of perpetuating anti-Semitic and anti-Israeli tropes. 
The critics demanded an apology from the host for his suggestion that Israel is unfairly giving vaccine priority to Jewish residents. Now, you know, I, I get a kick because what you have to do again is you've got to take a look at who you are not allowed to criticize and you will find out who is ruling you. Saturday Night Live now in the past month since Biden has taken office, the senile one with his, well, with his running mate, this, the vice president, she, they basically have not made any jokes about Joe Biden. And he is absolutely just ready to be made fun of because of his inability to construct a complete sentence. I mean, the guy's completely senile. And don't get me wrong, I'm not making fun of people who are senile or have senile dementia, who have Alzheimer's disease. My deepest sympathy goes out to you if you've got a family member who has that. Answer those individuals. I feel horrible for them. But this guy's the president of the United States. He put himself in a position where he is controlling the free world as what we are told, but it's not true anyhow, because the Council on Foreign Relations, a Rothschild creation, the International Bank Monetary Funds, the Rothschild creations, and the Federal Reserve Bank, a Rothschild creation, are all controlling the United States right now, including the, make, the, the printing of so much currency that we're about to see by my republic. And if we did not see it yet, the reason, and the only reason why is because we're still the reserve currency of the world, and if you inflate the U.S. dollar to the point of the Weimar Republic, you have to inflate the entire planet because it's the reserve currency of the world. That's almost impossible to do because of the billions and billions of people who live here. But what have they done? They've changed the velocity of money. I talked about this eight months ago. Nobody else did. The reason they're shutting the planet down is to change, to change the velocity of money. Let me explain to you what that means again, how often money turns over. If you have a person come in and buy a truck from a dealership once a year, that's a velocity of money of one of 365 days a year that person is buying a truck. If that person comes in now and he buys 10 trucks a day, every day for 365 days, that massively increases the velocity of the money changing over that dealership, which massively increases inflation because it puts pressure on demand. When they shut the planet down, the international bankers who have done this through COVID now, they knew what they were doing in advance because part of the reason was they had to slow down the velocity of money. And by doing the shutdowns of the businesses, they closed down the velocity and shut down the velocity of money. The tourist industry now, according to the research, is on, on the ropes so badly that many of the hotels, many of the bed and breakfasts, many of these Groups of people who work in the industry are going to have to find other jobs, and their companies are going to go out of business. One California Congress lady has now said, if you can't pay your employees at least $15 an hour, you don't deserve to be in business. Now, who does she think she is? Why in the world does she think she can say, if you can't play in a minimum wage employee, 50, that's 600 a week. If you, if you have somebody who's completely unskilled who wants to sleep all day while they're on the job and who wants to smoke dope all day while they're on the job, and oh yeah, I've been involved with all those types of employees, why in the world do you have to pay them $600 a week when they don't have any productivity? Well, that's the communist mantra, isn't it? It's the communist way. You completely destroy small business until and finally you have just large groups of companies like Amazon another Rothschild entity, or Facebook, another Rothschild entity funded through the international banking cartels, which control everything. Every single day now, Lakeland, Florida, increased the runway length at their airport to 8,000 feet and increased the runway concrete pour, the depth of the runway, to handle giant Amazon jets, 15 to 20 the jets a day, huge jumbo jets, come in and drop off Amazon products and goods 
at their central node of distribution. And we have a 1.1 million square foot Amazon warehouse, which all of these products go about four miles from my house now, right by the interstate, in which the city put in giant roads. You think, well, what the heck? Well, yeah, that's who runs the world, these guys, right? They don't want to get rid of all the small businesses. And last night I was speaking to an old friend of mine, uh, George, uh, from Tallahassee. He used to work on one of the major plantations north of Tallahassee. And he told me that the people who owned the plantation originally back in the 1800s when they had all of the money to invest, that they were part of the Taft Group, you know, President Taft, you know, Woodrow Wilson, President Taft, you know, all of the things that happened with, you know, Theodore Roosevelt, and that they were all high-level Masonic leaders, and that they had no, quote-unquote, religion to speak of that they ever discussed Jesus in, because remember, it's illegal to talk about Jesus in these Masonic lodges. So remember, the Masonic lodges are based in Kabbalah, all of it. All of this is based out of the Zohar the book that was written in 72 A.D. All of this stuff ties together now on who runs the planet and who you can't and I can't criticize. How interesting is this? Also, what do you think? Yeah, you're absolutely right, and that's why I've, I've always hammered Amazon so much and I refuse to do business with them because they are being set up as the global retail monopoly. And we saw, and this went really when it, it woke me up last year when I realized this whole entire COVID thing was a scam. Not that the virus isn't real, not that it definitely isn't contagious and you can't get sick from it, especially if you're unbelievably sick and you don't take care of yourself and you don't take vitamins and you eat crap food and you don't sleep and you don't exercise. Yeah, but heck, any virus can make you really, really sick if you have a horrible immune system. But when I saw everybody, small business alike, pretty much forced to be shut down to the point of law enforcement arresting individuals down here in Tampa for a guy that basically owned a shop that sold like board games, playing cards, stuff like that, arrested him. And of course, the Florida Attorney General immediately had the charges dropped because it was just—it was so outlandish. You can't go and start arresting people for not shutting down their business. He was very clear on that. But when they went to that extent, but yet, Walmart, Costco, Sam's, Amazon, never even missed a day. They continued to operate at maximum capacity, made billions upon billions of dollars up from any other year. All those companies had the highest net profit of their entire careers. Why? Because that's exactly what they want to do. They want to push out exactly what Dad said, small businesses. That's why I encourage everybody, continue to support small businesses. Over the weekend, I took my son Hunter over to the Monster Jam in Volusia County over there in New Smyrna. Because they didn't require any mask. Volusia County has been very, very open, like Polk County is. And it was really fun. We went over there, had a blast. Nobody wore a mask. It was great. Actually was feeling back to normal over there. We ended up getting a hotel right on the beach and hung out. We ended up going to this uh, – it was a restaurant slash tavern right off the beach. We got some really good grouper, really good food. And it was funny because, you know, I, you know how I am. I always kind of talk to people when I'm, you know, and I ran into a couple in the elevator and we got back to the hotel and they go, man, it's, it's cold down here for Florida. I'm like, dude, this is fantastic. I said, why in the world would you complain about this? Like, oh, we're from Maine. We expected it to be a lot warmer down here. 
And I said, well, guess what? If you want some really cold weather, you can go back up to Maine. <laughs> they they kind of looked at me. <laughs> I said, I'm just giving you a hard time. I said, but I like this weather down here. I said, if you want to come down here and enjoy our weather, feel free to do so. They said, well, it's so nice down here because everything's open. They said, everything's like shut down in Maine. And, of course, they both, you know, sucking through a mask. And I'm not, I don't have a mask on at all. Nobody said anything to me about it the entire time because, obviously, I don't really look like I want to be bothered about a mask. And, B, majority of people now in Florida are pretty much realizing the gig's up. The the, the idiotic ideology between you got to wear two and three masks and everybody needs to run around with, you know, saran wrap wrapped around their face choking to death is idiotic. And, obviously, I'm being sarcastic, but this is where we have found ourselves now. And what I've continued to encourage people when I talk to them is I ask people. You know, I walked in walked down the hallway at one point and we were waiting on the elevator and there was a husband and wife. The husband did not have a mask on and the wife, as soon as I walked up to them, she put on her mask real fast. And I looked at her and I said, you don't have to wear a mask. And her husband looks at me and he goes, dude, I tell her this all the time. It's embarrassing. I started laughing. I said, well, just to be honest with you, man, I said, they don't work. And I said, not to mention, the only way you can actually have any true protection is you need a true N95 mask, respirator mask, and you have to basically throw it away every time you touch it or it's contaminated with anything, and you basically have to glove up and decontaminate your hands every time you put it on, and every time you take it off, you've got to get a new one. I said, this whole ideology of we got to reuse these masks back and forth all day long is downright nauseating, and he goes, dude, I can't even argue with you, and she's like, well, I just feel safer with it on, and I went, ah, so here we have it now, the mindset of the populace has been so brainwashed through the television and the patent that's been used as the mind control device as the television has now got so many people to the point where it's their cuddle blanket. It's their feel-good item. They put their mask on, and all of a sudden they now feel protected. Wow, what an unbelievable, effective piece of propaganda that has been used against the populace. Now, Fauci, you know, feces Fauci, bumbling buffoon bobblehead who thinks he basically gets to dictate what the entire country can and can't do. He's got this mass fetish. He now went on CNN the other night and said, well, in order for us to get anywhere near normality, we're going to be wearing masks into 2022 now. I already told you this was going to happen. It's not going to stop. And he goes, everybody has to get vaccinated. Once the vast majority of people are vaccinated, then we can take the mask off. So what he's saying is they're never going to allow you to not wear masks again. Just understand, that's what he's saying right here. The entire populace is never going to be fully vaccinated because there's a huge degree of the populace that is still awake and does not want to be injected with an RNA injection. So what he's saying is until 100% of America complies and gets on their knees like peasants and asks to get an injection in their arm that is literally going to cause you to start becoming a pathogen production manufacturing site, once 100% of the populace does that, he may think about allowing people not to wear a mask. Well, obviously, that's never going to happen. So very clearly what he's saying is the masks are never coming off until people decide to stop being peasants. So this is where we're at now. You see what happened in Texas. You see what they're doing with Fauci and all these clowns. Wake up, my friends. Texas should have been a clear-cut example that the Fed does not care about you. They do not care about your safety. They do not care about your life. They sat there and told 
They told ERCOT in Texas that they were not allowed to throttle up energy production because it was going to be not green. You kidding me right now? You kidding me? This is what's going on. And now scientists at Oxford University are now suggesting that people are going to need a COVID injection vaccine, not once, not twice, but every time they travel out of the country. I kid you not. The science published in the report Royal Society Journal last week acknowledged that there's little data on how efficient or long-lasting the vaccines are, so likely that countries will need recent vaccination repeatedly. He goes on to say here, if we thought that the duration of the protection was just a matter of months, then the sort of criteria that might be introduced is when one travels internationally for a short trip, going on vacation, for example, that one is vaccinated each time on that occasion for that particular trip, end quote. So, You see what they're setting everybody up here for. There's a reason why they're getting the vaccine passports in place. It's not that you're going to be able to show, hey, guys, you know what? I capitulated. I got my Pfizer injection back in December 2000. I can travel now. No, 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 my friends. This That doesn't make enough money. That doesn't make enough money at all. Remember, Pfizer's already poised to make $15 billion in 2021 off the COVID injection alone. 15 billion. That's with a capital B. They are not going to let this thing drop now. They have so much momentum and there's so much money coming in. They are now saying in the Royal Society Journal that you're going to need an injection every single time you leave the country or go on a trip. That's what the COVID passport is for. It's not to show that you got a COVID vaccine two, three, four, five years ago. That would be absolutely idiotic to put forth a platform this big on a global scale that you can show you have a COVID vaccine passport. Why would they do that? There's way too much infrastructure, way too much work to show, hey, man, I got my shot five years ago. No, they're going to start requiring the shot every couple of months. And as more and more people die, as more and more people come, become sick, they're going to continue to ignore what's going on. They're going to continue to push out more propaganda. For instance, we have another another CDC data dump. And these numbers are massively understated, in my opinion. But as of end of last week, They're showing now right under 16,000 serious adverse events and 929 deaths. Now, ironically, remember I told you guys last week there was a screenshot that came out where they actually came out and it was like 1,200 deaths, and they immediately pulled it off their website like a day later, and then they updated it, and the number dropped almost in half. These numbers are massively skewed. As I told you before, one of our good friends and listeners in Kansas City, Missouri, He basically said he's watching this and he's counting, basically keeping track of the adverse effects because after somebody has been vaccinated, they have a 20-minute observation time frame. They have to monitor them for 20 minutes. If anything happens after 20 minutes that's adverse, they do not have to report it as a vaccine adverse event. Now, they can. They can still go in and say, hey, we think this guy had this happen, but – It's not required, and most of them are not documented. They do not go into the bear's data because they say it's erroneous. You know, he had, he went into anaphylactic shock 25 minutes after the injection, but it didn't happen 20 minutes. It was 25 minutes, so it wasn't vaccine related. You have another incident, 28 year old Wisconsin healthcare worker, Sarah Stickles. My condolences go to her family. She's a healthcare worker from the Swedish American hospital, had the vaccine shot, suffered a brain aneurysm, 
just five days after the second experimental RNA COVID injection from Pfizer, had a full-blown brain aneurysm, is now brain dead. She's an organ donor, so her body's being kept alive until they find suitable recipients for her organs. But yet, it wasn't COVID-related. Excuse me, it wasn't the uh, vaccine-related because it was five days after the injection. Completely erroneous. doesn't matter. Even though this is happening over and over and over and over again all over the country, why isn't anybody talking about it? We're now seeing two cases now that I've been able to document of individuals that have been fired for not taking the vaccine or this RNA injection. I told you guys last week the waitress in New York City that was working for the Red Hook Tavern, Bonnie Jacobson, was terminated because she was pregnant and refused to take the vaccine and she was fired over it. Now, she actually has legal action, I have now found out, because there's another incident that happened in a Wisconsin nursing home. Townhall.com later reported on it. Rock County-owned nursing home policy mandated that employees get the COVID shot or be laid off. It is now being stated that this is illegal and unenforceable. One of the attorneys that has now taken it says, by implementing its vaccine mandate, your facility is attempting to coerce all its employees and receiving one of the COVID-19 vaccines. The letter obtained by Wisconsin Spotlight was sent to Rock Haven Nursing Home, basically discussed and showed them that they will have immediate legal action will be filed against them if they do not remove this illegal requirement. I found out more information. This is this is some ammo for your ammo box. I'm telling you guys this right now. A huge percentage, actually 53% of U.S. military families now have not taken the RNA vaccine. They don't want to. Apparently, a study conducted end of last year by Blue Star Families, a nonprofit military advocacy group, found that 53% of the U.S. families did not want the experimental COVID injection. They said 53% of the families who responded to the survey indicated they would not get the shot. And they went on to say now around 300,000 service members and civilian personnel have been vaccinated, leaving a significant amount of almost 770,000 doses available for the DOD that are unused. The Pentagon officials have said that as long as the COVID vaccine is classified as EUA, which is the emergency use authorization by the FDA and has not been fully licensed and approved by the FDA, the DOD cannot mandate service members to take this injection. Now, this is huge, guys, because this mandated shot, as I told you, this is going to get worse. This, this is just the coming phase of it right now. So I've tried to encourage everybody, stand your ground with this topic. Fight this tooth and nail, because if we don't, and we continue to do what we did with the lockdowns in some states, and I say we, I mean the whole country is an aggregate, what we allowed to have happen with the mask, I'm talking to a lot of people, not me, not dad, but I have been violently fighting it, so to speak, everywhere I go. I will not comply with it whatsoever. I will actively stop supporting companies that try to mandate it on me actively, and I will make sure everybody knows I'm very vocal about it. And people go, why Why are you being so militant about this mask, Austin? Just put it on and shut up. Well, just just get the RNA injection. You know, just just get shot with this RNA injection. Just you know, shut up. You know what? Just just get the mark of the beast injection. Just shut up and get it. You know, we they're going to track you. You know, everything you buy and sell, you're going to have to get the six 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 on your forehead. Just get it six 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 stamped on your forehead. You know, just get it stamped on your forehead. Just shut up. Just stop being so militant about it. Where's the line? 
That has been my line. I started early on, and I said, no, I'm not going to comply with this. And look, we have a state down here that's at like the bottom percentile of cases and deaths in Florida. No, nothing's locked down. Hardly anybody wears masks everywhere. It's about as close to normal as you can get in the country, yet we're not seeing the whole country fall over and die. Why is that? It's because it was complete and total hype last year. Is there a virus? Yes. Can it kill you? Absolutely. Isn't it ironic the flu's disappeared now? The flu's disappeared. COVID cases, though, they're through the roof. The flu's disappeared. Understand what they're doing with this injection. Understand what they're trying to mandate and intentionally do to everybody. Now, on good news, this is great news, Representative Glenn Grotham, Republican out of Wisconsin, has now introduced a House resolution bill to recognize the significant role vitamin D plays in the fight against COVID-19. Wow. They said if passed, the resolution will encourage official Recognition of vitamin D is effective in preventing serious COVID-19 infections. Representative Grotham's press release cites, among other evidence, an initiative from an international alliance of researchers and doctors calling on governments to raise the daily recommended intake of vitamin D from 400 IUs to 4,000 IUs is the recommended dosage you should take every day at minimum. Are you kidding me right now, guys? People are starting to wake up. Now, is this bill probably going to go through? It's highly unlikely. <laughs> Big Pharma is never going to let this go through. But we can at least encourage you. We can spread the information and we can get it out there. Because remember, just basic research has shown that upwards of 42% of the U.S. population is D deficient, vitamin D deficient. And majority of those are people over 65. Isn't it ironic that they say the most of the people that – die from COVID or over 65, isn't it ironic that we've seen vitamin D and megadose levels almost knocks out COVID immediately, according to certain doctors? I'm not even claiming that. Doctors have claimed that, including vitamin C dosages as well in conjunction with zinc. Isn't it interesting now we have a really awake representative who's now pushing to get vitamin D recognized as a natural source to fight COVID and make the new recommendation 4,000 IUs a day. This tells me that people are starting to wake up. We have to keep the momentum going. What do you think, Dad? Yeah, Austin, it's, it's, it's critical. I went to a funeral this weekend. A friend of mine from high school, a black guy. Why do you say he's black? I, I'm, I'm so over you guys asking me that question. He's black, all right? And I'm, there's a reason I'm saying he's black, all right? So just stay with me for a second and just stop it. Here's the deal. And I know my regular listeners don't do that, but the people who tune in who are new listeners, they get all mad about that kind of stuff, and I get emails about it. I'm like, oh, gosh, stop it, okay? There's a reason I say he's black. Blacks and Hispanics don't produce enough vitamin D. They have to take supplements unless they're in the sun all the time. It's the way their skin color works. It's because of the melon in their skin. So just make a note. And my friend was apparently deficient, and plus he had other comorbidities and other health problems. And we had the funeral outside at a giant pavilion in Haines City, which I didn't even know that park was there, and it's absolutely beautiful. And his casket was up on the pavilion. Now, here comes the irony. The brochure promoting the funeral said, masks are required. Uh, yeah. Outside. It was like 55, 60 degrees outside. Light sea breeze. Clear blue skies. Absolutely perfect day to be outside. 
fact, it's a little bit warm when you sit out in the sun for a bit. And pretty much because the brochure said masks are required, not optional, required, everybody had a mask on. And so there were a couple of people there from my high school class, and I was talking to them while I was kneeling down and speaking to them because they were sitting. Uh, I was not wearing a mask. Sharon was not wearing a mask. Some lady from the place there, I guess, walks over to me and says, here, would you like a mask? You need to put one on. I said, no, thank you. I don't do masks. She goes, oh, rah, rah, rah. She huffs away. The next person she stops to is Sharon. Sharon goes, I don't do masks. Now, here's the problem with all of that. I understand that the family asks us to wear masks. I got that. But I also called them up in advance before I went without a mask, and I said, is it okay if we don't wear a mask? And they said, we don't care. It's an outside event. It's up to the facility to decide. There you go. Otherwise, I wasn't even planning on going. That's just how that worked. But what happened is I was shocked. There's about 300 people at this funeral. Now, I mean, I'm talking, you talk about social distancing. They were spread over an acre with giant loudspeakers. And it was so actually more than that, probably three acres. The sad part about it is 95% of the people there were wearing masks outside with all that UV light, all that sunshine, all that breezy to wind, still wearing masks. But I, I will give a lot of the people credit who were there. They weren't practicing social distancing. A lot of them brought their own chairs with them, and they were sitting right beside each other. So when I thought that we were in a situation where we were getting better here in my county, that because the sheriff doesn't wear a mask and because he doesn't promote the wearing of masks and none of the police officers have to wear a mask, I thought maybe, maybe, maybe they won't be wearing masks at the funeral. I was wrong. It was funny the other day I was getting some stuff at a feed and garden center, in downtown Auburndale, and I walked in, and nobody in the building had a mask on. I, so I thanked everybody. And I started talking to them about the COVID, started talking to them about different health topics, and there was a police officer standing there, a sheriff, and he was listening. He was a sergeant of the sheriff's department. And uh, I started discussing that my show wasn't politically correct. And I said, this is Polk County. We're not politically correct. Isn't that right, sergeant? And he looked at me and goes, that's right. So, you know, we have a lot of people who are awake. But it's pockets of resistance. That sounds awful, doesn't it? It's like we're in the doggone Hunger Games. We have po- oh, I guess we kind of are, aren't we? We have pockets of resistance all over the country. The people come down from Maine with Austin in the elevator go, it's so nice. Nothing's closed. Everything's open. Everybody doesn't have to wear masks down here. Yeah, how about that? And our state's doing great because Governor DeSantis said he wasn't going to close us down. But I've got great news for you guys, and I want you to take note on this. This is so important because this is going to change the world. A Tennessee man was arrested. I, guys, this is so important because it's going to change the way you see reality and it's going to make the world a better place. Here we go. And I am being facetious. Here we go. Tennessee man, 95 years old, sick and ill, who served as a Nazi concentration camp guard, who never carried a weapon, was in the camp for two weeks, who didn't do anything wrong, who walked around and then left the camp, is deported and arrested back to Germany and handed over to cops after living an absolutely impeccable life for 60 years in the United States. Friedrich Karl Berger, 95, was sent back to Germany for serving as a guard of the Neuen Gamma concentration camp, subcamp in 1945. He's been living in the United States since 1959, but was ordered expelled by a court in Memphis, Tennessee, 
on February the 2020th. He claimed that he only served the guard for a couple of weeks at the end of the war when he was 19 years old. He never observed any abuse or killings, didn't even carry a weapon. Wow. He arrived Saturday at Frankfurt. And the world is a better place because the 95-year-old has been put inside. He was handed over to the Hesse State investigators for questioning. German prosecutors in Selly had shelved the case against him in December because they were unable to refute his account of his service. But he will be questioned by authorities in Germany in order to determine whether the accessory to murder charges. Wait a minute. Accessory to murder charges he brought against a 95-year-old? Wow. The deportation of Berger was possibly the last such U.S. expulsion of former Nazis given the dwindling number of the war survivors who were almost all senile and in wheelchairs, one official said. So the world will be a better place as Karl Berger is probably going to be put in prison in Germany. You'll probably not live long enough to stand trial. Let me tell you something, Germany. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? The guy didn't even do anything. And going to go to prison now, going to see if he's going to be charged with accessory to murder. Don't you have anything better to do? Like maybe get that communist Angela Merkel, who's closed down Germany, tried to destroy the country, brought in millions of unskilled immigration labor from Somalia and other parts of Africa to destroy the very culture of Germany. Maybe you can find something else to do to make the world a better place. I thought I'd bring you that story today. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I had a chance to pray for you this morning. You guys are absolutely wonderful. You guys are just amazing to me. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. Thank you for getting your multiple vitamins and your toothpaste and your other nutritional needs from us. Without you, this show would not be possible. I appreciate you so much. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. And I mean, and what in the world's wrong with everybody in Tennessee who actually went through with this? But see, here's the thing. Remember, the narrative has to go on. The world is a stage and we're simply watching theater. They have to keep the narrative constantly alive. Oh, the Nazis, the Germans, the World War II, bad, 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 bad. Holocaust, everybody died. Bad, 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 bad. you got to constantly keep the narrative going because why? They always have to have somebody to hate. They have to have a boogeyman. 95-year-old dude kicking him out of the country, but yet we allow tens of millions of illegals to stream into the border every single year, unchecked unrestricted, and in most cases, a lot of them are criminals. Not all of them, but there's a lot of them that are criminals that come over here. Some of them do criminal acts over here to get deported, and they come back. That That's okay. We're not really worried about that at all. You know, the 95-year-old guy that was in a concentration camp at 19, I mean, you can't even make stuff up. Sometimes it's so idiotic, you don't even believe it. But it's true. Thank you also. For the emails I've been getting over the weekend, I'm getting a lot of emails from people in Texas keeping me updated on what's going on. And, of course, thank you all of our listeners that are healthcare workers that are in the industry right now. Thank you for keeping me updated. I, I can't even begin to express my gratitude for keeping me up to date on what's happening. And that's where I'd be getting so much information along with some of the minor news outlets and some of the other articles I get. Then this one of the reasons why I'm so diametrically opposed against this COVID injection because I'm getting it 
firsthand on a regular basis all the time. People basically emailing me, calling me, texting me, telling me what's going on in all of these healthcare areas when people are getting these injections. Horrible. I mean, yesterday, when I was in New Smyrna, there was a lady there with her kids when I was a hunter of the park. She was talking about her husband's racing cars. We were talking about cars. And then I, we brought the topic of COVID. She's like, dude, we're all over it. And she goes, her mother-in-law went to the hospital to get the COVID injection. She told her not to. She said, you shouldn't do it. She went anyways, got the injection. They monitored her for 20 minutes. When she walked out the door, she collapsed on the sidewalk, and two nurses ran out there and basically – admitted her into the ER, was going to cardiac arrest from anaphylaxis. This, this lady's mother-in-law. She goes, I will absolutely never get this injection, and none of my family will either after this. And I said, wow. So, well, there you go. So, again, thank you for getting the truth out there. Thank you for waking as many people up as you can. Thank you for supporting small businesses. My goodness. We're, I think a lot of people are doing that now. Thank you for supporting online businesses. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com. We're always here to help you guys out. The vitamin D, the vitamin C, the zinc, the virus protection kit on sale, 15% off. Also, the B-Complex Super Sale. And also, check out the product of the week, the Purple Sticks, on sale for 15% off as well right now. Lots of specials on the website. And sign up for our free weekly newsletter if you want. Great stuff. Constant show articles that are coming out and show notes. Uh, specials, discounts, and it keeps gives us a way to keep in touch with you if something were to occur and we can't get the show out anymore. Thank you so much again for the support. You guys stay prepped, stay ready, continue to spread the truth. I appreciate everything you guys are doing. Have an awesome, safe night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.